Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Electric Cities Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Warson. Today we're going to look at the Toronto region from a global perspective and find out why it continues to thrive as a desirable place to live and work. Our city's ongoing growth and prosperity and all the new land development and activity that comes with it is fundamentally dependent on our ability to continually attract new residents and jobs to the region. To talk about this, I'm joined by Toby Lennox, CEO of Toronto Global a newly established agency dedicated to attracting global investment in Toronto and the GTA. Toby, it's a pleasure to speak with you today. And thanks very much. It's a pleasure to speak with you. So before we get into what makes this city tick, tell me a little bit more about Toronto Global. It's a newly established agency. So tell me why it was created and uh, how long has it been around and how is it funded? So... um just to answer those in turn, why was it created? Well, I think it was created um, to address really the point that you raised right at the, the outset, and that is that a, a thriving economic region has to be able to continue to attract investment um, into into its economy to ensure that it, the resiliency and, and for it to continue to thrive. And um, some years ago, it was noted that the performance of the Toronto region um, on its ability to attract foreign direct investment was either stalling mm. or more importantly, likely falling behind some of our main competitors. Mm. And um, in in credit to where it's due, both the province and the um, mayors and chairs of the region recognized that a single agency with the resources to market the entire Toronto region on a proactive basis really, A, was in keeping with what was happening in our competing cities. Uh, B, was the best way to start seeing if we could reverse that, that stall um, but also, I think, to reflect really the way the region is starting to work as an economic unit. Mm-hmm. So we are focused only on attracting international companies who are looking for a location for their international growth or expansion. Mm-hmm. This means that we're actually looking for companies to come here, set up a business. Um, they have to make a real estate investment here. They've got to be hiring a minimum of five people. Um, And um, it's a joint effort. We're funded by three levels of government, which is the first time that's ever happened. Right. Um, And we're into our first year of operations. So, you know, we're a little bit of a toddler right now. We're kind of toddling along to see how it goes. But it's been a very, very interesting ride. So how does that differentiate itself from the local economic development departments um, that I think um, Toronto residents are more familiar with? Um, where you have local economic development departments seemingly trying to attract investment um, either in their own regional uh, perspective or also globally. Is there an overlap? Are you you competing with that at all? um, No, we're we're, we're definitely not competing. You're actually looking at at almost entirely separate separate exercises. 
Um, you know, when you look at something like economic development that is done at a municipal basis, you are talking about the care and feeding of local businesses. You're talking about growing incubation, you know, incubators, uh, tech startups. You may be talking about um, spending time trying to do domestic investment attraction. You're forging relationships with with, um, with post-secondary institutions. You're doing all of that. We have a very niche and focused area <clears throat> and that is the ability to project the Toronto region's assets and attributes internationally on a sustained fashion. Mm -hmm. See one of the things that is quite difficult for local municipalities is to be able to maintain a presence in various different markets around the world. So I have teams USA East, West, um, France, Holland, uh, Holland, Germany, UK mm. And, and you're forging relationships there on a scale that you just can't do at a local uh, So we've basis. never done that before. This is the first time we've had a presence like this. Uh, on, on a regional basis. Some of the municipalities did it. Um, and for, for example, Mississauga, um, to their credit, um, had developed um, an incredibly strong relationship with companies in Japan. And I think arguably Mississauga has some of the highest concentration of Japanese companies in Canada, if not North America. And that was done all all on the basis of a lot of the hard work that they were doing in order to prospect for and identify Japanese companies. But um, that meant that they couldn't also maintain that level of presence in other markets. Um, and, um, and, and it also, I think a really important distinction now is that while a lot of economic development is local, what we do is regional. We have to represent the entire region because really that's what's happening globally. That's what's happening internationally. And so we're bringing an entirely different dimension to the work that is happening to bring investment to the Toronto region. So then how do you represent the interests of individual rep, uh, municipalities when you're going out and talking at the global level or the regional level, or looking at the interests of the region, I should say, and ensuring that there's, there's no competition between municipalities. Okay, so, uh, so if I could just stop you there for yeah. a moment, because I think there's an underlying premise that you're making, mm -hmm. and that somehow the 29 municipalities, what, four regions, etc., are all somehow economic islands in and of them in you know in and of themselves is selling the attributes and assets that Brampton brings to the entire region right. and I talk about the Toronto region mm -hmm. and what we're starting to see is that companies are far more they don't understand the difference between Mississauga and Brampton and Milton and Halton it's irrelevant to them what they're looking at are is the wider story that is being told about what they can draw upon in the entire region. And, and you know, I mean, I would, the, the borders that were established all these many years ago between the municipalities probably made sense now, but we're starting to have that really challenged. And so what we're being asked to do is to step back and look at the Toronto region as a single economic dynamic whole. And I don't think we fully understand that yet, mm -hmm. But it's incredibly exciting when you actually step back and say, okay, this is something more than the sum of its parts. What is going on here? What are we seeing happening? And, um, you know, to be given the opportunity to present that 
is a real privilege. I mean, it's it's incredibly exciting. It's not like I'm trying to, and my team is trying to sell some sure. podunk swamp. Th- right. This is a really fascinating place that I don't think we know what it is yet. So you are at the center of bringing everybody together to try to think in this regional context, uh, almost holding hands together as you as you forge new opportunities abroad and bringing investment to the region and everybody working together to help each other's interests, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, that may be overstating it because we, we, we I mean, we only have one slice of the regional pie, right? But but um, but it's interesting how it happens. Um, so we worked with a, a company, just to give you an example of how this can happen and how a company is going to be looking at this. We're working with a company who's going to be putting um, a, a, an East Coast base for their, for their operations. So um, they're, they're on the West Coast in the U.S. They're looking for an East Coast um, um, center. And um, they, came, they knew about Toronto. Um, they, they didn't know, and this is something I want to come back to, they didn't know about our assets and attributes. They really didn't. So we worked with them for quite a bit. Um, but they needed 80 languages. And so we were able to, and, and four dialects of Portuguese. Um, they couldn't get this anywhere, but we could actually prove to them that we could present opportunities um, in these different diaspora groups and different languages, et cetera. Um, and that was of real interest to them. They came here and rode the rails for two days. They went all over the, the region riding the uh, the GO train, riding the TTC, riding VIA, riding all of these things. Because what they were trying to figure out was where would their employees live and, and where would be the best place that they could put their operation. Now, they ended up two blocks north of Union Station. Where are most people coming from? They're coming from throughout the region. Mm-hmm. So... There's no one city within the region was going to be able to meet the needs of that one company. Mm -hmm. And the decision that they made was actually a really regional decision that they were making as to where to locate. But the entire region stands to benefit. So that's the sort of thing that happens. Mm. If if you look at, at each individual municipality as an island then we would never have been able to attract that company because we wouldn't have been able to bring stuff to bear. Interesting. So let's get in then to why companies are are so drawn to Toronto. Okay, I'm going to correct you on one thing there too. I want to make it very clear to people that um, Toronto and the Toronto region is largely invisible in the international marketplace. We are not known for our assets and attributes. People are not aware outside of Canada that Toronto is the fourth largest municipal region in North America. And you know what? We could argue as to whether it's fifth or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? But you go off and talk to people in the U.S., they think we're Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. They think we're Cleveland. They think we're maybe Kansas City. Why do you think that is? Well, look, you're next to the largest, most complicated, most dynamic economy. They don't need to look outside, and they haven't had to really think about it. They're incredibly insular because of what the assets that they've got there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other, but, but I think a little bit it's been of benefit to the Toronto region and benefit to Canada. We have just kept on keeping on. We have always been a region that has been open and welcoming, and, and, and we've benefited from that. Now I think the challenge is that we've got to step it up, and we really have to take a much more assertive presence on the international stage. Um, but, but 
we, we make a jump that, that there is a lineup of companies out there that all want to come to Toronto. That's not the case. Yes, we are great. Yes, we are doing really well. Yes, we're incredibly dynamic. But it, it is an incredibly hard job to take that out into the international marketplace to convince a company to come to this place. Because it's not the safe option, even though it probably is for many companies. So that's why you need an organization like ours that is going to spend the incredibly hard work to identify companies, take a value proposition to them, walk them around, spend time in the markets, et cetera, et cetera, so that you can actually get them coming in. Mm-hmm. But the overwhelming reaction that we get from people when they come here is, holy mackerel, I had no idea. That's why one of our slogans is expect the unexpected. Um, what, what, just, are, what are they surprised by when they first um, come here? So, um, scale. Um, I have spent more time going up and down the CN Tower in this role than I have spent doing anything else. Right. And people are standing at the windows going, I had no idea. You mean just the, the S- geographic scale? scale? Scale. The scale of our downtown. The, the vibrancy of what's going on here. Um, another thing that really stuns people is um, uh, the diversity. So we were dealing with another company that was, again, same situation, um, relocating or, or choosing to do their expansion in uh, on the East Coast. We were in competition with two locations in the United States. We didn't really know which ones, but we knew we were in competition with the United States. We take uh, these guys are very sophisticated out of San Francisco, took them over to, to dinner just at, you know, at the uh, the tip, the TIFF Bell light box. Mm-hmm. And it's a very nice dinner. Um, and we're sitting there and there's this table behind us of very Toronto, very multiculti. They're having a blast. They're making a lot of noise. And one of the clients keeps turning around looking at what's going on there. We walk out onto the street and um, they're all, it's, it's Tuesday afternoon in June. There's no ball game, but it's King Street. All these people milling around, walking around, walking their dogs. And this guy goes, what's going on? I said, well, what do you mean what's going on? And he said, well... Where'd all these people come from? I said, well, this is where this is normal. This is where all these people live. This is what's going on. They went back to San Francisco and they made their decision to move to Toronto in two weeks. Now, that's usually could be up to a two year decision. Mm-hmm. When he came back, I said, what, like, what was the defining moment? And I apologized for the loud table at, at dinner. And he said, you don't understand. What I was seeing at that table I don't see in very many locations. In North America. In North America. Right. Different groups getting together, very multiculti. They're obviously wealthy. They're obviously having a really good time. Now, I don't say we get the diversity thing right, and, and we don't. But it is striking when others come to the Toronto region and they look at it and they go, whoa, this is different. And for companies, it may mean different things. Um, a diverse economy or a diverse population really, really stimulates innovation. If you have done the social transformation that allows for a diverse economy, a diverse population, there's a stability to it. I mean, we did everything here without the kind of social upheavals that you're going to have elsewhere. Um, it is very accepting. It's very open. The one thing I was talking to Dan Doctoroff, who did Sidewalk Labs, mm-hmm. one of the things he said about a diverse Um, a a diverse population that is open to immigration is that he felt it was an inherently optimistic 
right. community because people have made a choice to come here. So companies' recognition of um, diversity as being a positive attribute, when did companies start to realize that, that is an important attribute for their their business decision making? Well, I think it's I think it's very relevant. I mean, very recent. Um, I, I think that there's a few things that are happening. Um, one is that um, the rise of a communications technology where um, you know, you're, you're going to be having things like service centers or where you're going to have the ability for you know, the globe to be within a click of each other um, gives rise to this idea that you're going to have to service the globe all at the same time. Um, the rise of, um, of, of other jurisdictions where they are doing um, incredibly sophisticated technological work. I mean, India is no longer a backwater. It is a technological powerhouse. Um, Mexico is the same thing. So as a result, it's kind of being forced on everybody. Mm -hmm. You have to recognize you're dealing on a global basis. Mm -hmm. What is a globe? Well, they don't all look like me. And so the companies that are being able to see that kind of opportunity and translate it into something that's of value to them really makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting to me the number of times that we promote something like diversity and you get companies going, well, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's evident to them. But there are other attributes that we've got in the Toronto region that are really making companies sit up and take notice. So aside from those attributes, which I think, I mean, diversity is certainly top of mind for a lot of um, Toronto residents. I think when they think about mm -hmm. how great the city is, that's mm -hmm. usually top of mind. Um, what are some of the the areas where you think we're challenged a bit, where companies come here and they, they may have some question marks about aspects of the city? Are there, are there areas that um, you wish we could be doing better? So... Um so I think you have to think about the decision that a company is actually making. And, and we don't deal with um, a lot of companies that are doing what we call a relocation, right? So um, most of the companies that are coming here when they're creating jobs, they're hiring Torontonians. They're hiring people from the Toronto region. They're not, doing, they're not taking 3,000 people out of Sausalito and having them move to Toronto. Um, so... Um, one of the, if I have concerns, it is about maintaining and preserving the constant supply of talent that we've got. Talent right now in the Toronto, in, in globally, is such a hot commodity and we do so well at it that um, that is why we're having companies come to us. They are coming here to be able to have access to the mammoth pipeline of talent that we are developing. And if we ever start taking steps to squeeze that, then we are going to be in big trouble. And, and that has to do, you have to break that down into three pieces, attract, develop, and retain. So attract means that you have to be able to have the types of industries, the types of, of businesses that are going to make it palatable and attractive for people to come here. Retaining talent has to do a lot with the quality of life that you've mm -hmm. got here. Um, I think housing is an issue that we've got to be mindful of. But again, but again, we've got to be careful about how we think that. Um, and, and the last one is develop. So that means our universities. But, but step back. You know, when Amazon came to us, 
they were very interested in what our universities were producing. But guess what? They were interested in what we were producing at the K-5 to level. So they're sitting down saying they understand that what is your pipeline of talent starts when the kid goes into kindergarten. So we have to work really hard to make sure we're doing that. And I commend the, the provincial government here. Um, over years, the provincial governments, of regardless of which political stripe, have actually created an education system that is producing and cranking out incredible talent that companies are coming to get. So interesting you mentioned the Amazon uh, RFP, because that's mm -hmm. something I, I am curious about. When that came out, there was it garnered a lot of attention. I mean, not just in really? Toronto, obviously, <laughs> but uh, across North America, we had some, um, uh, what, it was over 200 uh, submissions to mm -hmm. Amazon, some municipalities doing um, some, some offbeat things to try to attract attention. But what I wanted to find out is, uh, what was it like to put that, that uh, bid submission together given the high profile nature uh, of, the, of the RFP? Well, let me put it this way. Um, first of all, it's what we do, right? So it was, um, it was huge and the pressure was incredible mm -hmm. and, and you're in the middle of a dishwasher, right? It was a test of what we were going to be able to do as Toronto Global because a lot of the municipalities were saying, all right, what can you guys really do? Mm -hmm. um, there, I think, though, that in, in retrospect, one of the things that I um, perhaps underestimated was, yes, it was an incredible um, privilege and opportunity to be able to present the value proposition of, um, the, of the Toronto region to Amazon. <clears throat> but our strategy is, one, great, if Amazon comes here, terrific. Number two, if they don't, there's other parts of Amazon that are, we know are looking around. But number three, it was an opportunity to showcase um, the Toronto region to a whole lot of companies by taking advantage of, of the, the kind of profile. And, and we have the, 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 the report that we issued, and we were one of only two municipalities in North America that gave out the entire document. Right. And, and that's been downloaded 9,000 9, times. But, but here's the thing that I didn't expect, was that actually we, in doing this, were holding up a mirror to ourselves. We were saying to people in the Toronto region, hey, look, guys, this is what we are now. This is what we've become. This is what we can be and can promise to be in the future. And we're not the Toronto region of the 1970s. We're not the Toronto region of the 1990s. You know, we are now a global player. We are a dynamic, incredibly vibrant city. We're streets and miles ahead. We're not Calgary. We're not Montreal. And, I, you know, with all due respect to them, we are an entity and, and an economic region that is entirely something else. And we have to get comfortable with the fact that that is what we are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's funny because the reaction that we got from people saying, well, whoa, whoa, you know, 50,000 people. <clears throat> and I'm going, well, A, first of all, that's what Amazon, just for people who aren't aware, that's what Amazon, the scale of what Amazon's talking about. It's their second world headquarters, 50,000 people. And you go, okay, well, do you realize, A, um, that that's over a 10-year period? Um, B, it's not like they're all showing up at the airport in their pajamas with their pillows looking for a couch to sleep by. They are going to be hiring locally. 
um, and see we are growing our immigration numbers are 90,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that that was impressive about the Amazon bid was we do not need Amazon to come here uh, to be an engine or stimulus right, to save of us. civic growth. Right. We don't need that. <clears throat> and, you know, the sort of attitude we have with it is, hey, Amazon, look, we're working here. You're happy. To, we're happy to come have you come in and join us. But we got stuff to do as well. And that's the thing that is phenomenal about the Toronto region right now is this sort of almost casual growth that's going on. You know, Markham is building a new downtown. Yeah. They've got the new downtown in Vaughan. You've got to see what's going on in Mississauga. I mean, this is transformative stuff that is not depending upon massive external stimulus to start happening. You know, there are cities in the U.S. that put billions on the table in order to entice Amazon. Why? Because they had to. Amazon isn't going to go there unless there's going to be. Now, is Amazon going to come here? I don't know. But the business case is there for them to do it. So, Yeah, and I found the, the document reaffirmed what I already knew, but it, it almost um, added clarity to all the amazing components that makes this Toronto and the Toronto region what it is today. And, mm-hmm. and, but one of the things that I found interesting or perhaps surprising was the tech industry. I didn't realize how prominent the tech industry is in the city. Um, and it seems to me that it has just sprouted up and evolved almost over, overnight uh, in terms of the number of, um, of jobs that are in the tech industry and, and its prominence in, in this region. Why is that? Why is the tech industry doing so well in the city and, and, and is it here to stay? And maybe well, let me just add, how does it compare with the tech industry in the Kitchener-Waterloo region? Uh, is it a symbiotic relationship or are they competing at all? Okay, so um, the, what we're seeing now in the tech industry, and I'm not believing, I'm not an expert on this, so we could go off and talk to a whole bunch of other people and you're probably going to get a lot more insight. My sense of it is, though that there are a series of things that have happened in the Toronto region that have allowed the type of growth um, in the tech in the tech sector to start real to, to grow really quite organically. And we're at a certain stage of our growth, right? Um, we did a lot in trying to do to do startups and incubators. The universities were cranking out a lot of really incredibly good talent that that actually wanted to live here and develop. Um, I think the work that Mars was doing, that, that Ryerson was doing, and, and in, in incubating the, this growth. And we got very frustrated, and I remember this, this conversations that we we're having is, you know, we're only, you know, where are those big Canadian companies that are going to really take over the world, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, you can't talk about that while that's not relevant in a sector that is in its growth stage. And what's really interesting, if you go and talk to Mars, because Mars does this work where they are funding both um, startups and scale-ups, we're now in this really interesting mid-period where the the startups of the ones that were going to fail are going to fail and they started they're now starting to see that growth so we're now really talking to companies that are doing their you know their different phases of vc funding and i do think that the 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 pro- progress is going to be very very positive it has a lot to do with talent 
has a lot to do with the cost of being able to develop talent here or, or companies here. It's accessibility to the U.S. markets. We are a very stable place to go off and do work. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the one thing, though, is that like any kind of evolution, you know, when, when you got a teenager, the clothes that they wore when they were eight ain't going to fit them when they're 14. So really what we're at now is we've got to start looking at taking those steps that are going to ensure that are relevant to the scale of the market that we've got now. Mm-hmm. Um, continual supply of talent. There's a whole really interesting questions about who owns the data that is being produced by these companies. Mm-hmm. The data is now more vol- valuable than the technology. Um, How do we make sure that we are seamlessly integrating the types of technologies that are being developed into our own processes and stuff and that that doesn't happen elsewhere? Mm -hmm. Those questions aren't relevant when you're a startup culture. Mm -hmm. These questions are now very relevant when you've got an when you've got a, a, a sector that is of the maturity that it is. But the one thing we can't do is turn around and say, hey, world. No, we'll let us do our own development here. Because if we do that, then we miss out on the incredible stimulus effect that international companies are going to have coming here. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get slightly concerned about some nationalism in that, that area. But it's an actual indication that the sector has reached a certain maturity and a certain health. You wouldn't be talking about this you know, a number of years ago. But the really funny thing is that people sort of think that you know those time-lapse photos of plants growing? Sure. And it just sort of looks like, zoop, there yeah, it is. Yeah. This has been going on for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And it's been nurtured. But now it's a time where we're actually realizing because it is of the scale that it is. Where do you see Toronto 10 years from now or, or beyond? Is it Are we going to continue on this, this positive um, trajectory of growth? Are there, are there concerns that you see in the horizon? Um, well, we are still, um, subject to international and global winds. And, um, I don't think we can discount the fact that, um, the, the, the global markets are going to be changing dramatically. Mm -hmm. Um, the rise of China, um, the relative decline of places like, Um, Japan and probably Korea. I don't know what's going to be happening south of the border. Um, And certainly the changes that are going on in Europe are really quite astounding. So we have to be able to do a few things. I think one is we have to invest in the kind of work that we're doing at Toronto Global. Um, This is a long game. You just got to keep building up and building up and building up the equity. We have to figure out where all these efficiencies are going to happen. What is the connection between marketing, tourism, marketing, the place for for foreign direct investment? Um, That's one thing. I think um, the second thing is we have to remain nimble. We have to be able to maintain our, our openness but be able to be able to shift between different markets and, and but be in every, be everywhere where we think that's going to happen, but really spend time investing in it so you can switch your strategy so you're going to be going along. Mm. Um, I think we do have to spend a lot more time understanding what we are as a region. Um, we so are, we're not there yet. Oh, we're, no, mm-hmm. no, not, not by a long shot. I mean, mm-hmm. you could sit down with people who regard, you know, 
crossing steels from the city of Toronto into Markham as an intergalactic voyage. <laughs> um, I get I get people who who spend time. Um, trying to convince me that their municipality is cheaper than the one next door. And I'm going, who cares? Mm -hmm. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But but we do not understand the driving forces behind regional economic development here because we have not had to. Mm -hmm. But now with the, the, the incredible way that that businesses are moving and people are moving around the region um, is is creating dynamics that I don't think we fully understand yet, and that is having an impact on how we're being able to sell. Hmm. An example of that is that we're just commissioning studies to identify foreign direct investment priorities in various different sectors for the region, not the province, not individual municipalities. That's actually different than what people thought it was. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of work that has to happen to actually understand and take advantage of how the region worked. Housing is one of them. Um, sorry, we're becoming a vertical city. Um, but given the scale of what we've got geographically and given what we've got in terms of transportation networks, which are better than people think, does that provide us with different opportunities that we're going to be able to put out to, to companies? So... I am very bullish on the future of the Toronto region. Very, very bullish. Good. Um, but we ha it's hard, bloody-minded work. And if we get it into our heads that somehow the world is just going to fall over at our feet and discover who we are, then I'm sorry, we're going to get smoked. And we're going to get smoked so easily, I can't even tell. You won't even see it happen. Hmm. So it's investing in those things that we need to do to get our act together and stick to it. Um, I'm not just trying to do this to promote Toronto Global, but one of the things that I absolutely recognize is that if we get complacent in this, then we will indeed fall back. And that's complacent on, on talent, complacent on immigration, complacent on trade policy, um, complacent on development issues that we've got. We are now playing in a very different world and a very different arena, and we have to recognize that we are that. We are not competing with Timmins. So who are, that's my last question, who are we competing with? Um, it's, so um, we are competing with New York, we're competing with Boston, we're competing with Chicago, we're competing with the West Coast US. Um, we are competing with, with the traditional, traditional jurisdictions that when companies want to make a decision, and remember, international expansion is a big deal. Where are the safest places, interestingly enough, safest places corporately to make a decision? If you're, the, if you're the man or woman that's walking into the boardroom and you're saying, we're going to Toronto, and people are going, what, where? What? Why would we do that? Let's go to New York. And they turn around and say, but we're going to fail in New York. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. We know New York. That, that's who our competition is. And so, um, but, but, but listen to what I'm saying. We're not competing with um, Hamilton. I'm not in competition with Hamilton. I'm not in competition with KW. We actually work together because we all have to work so much harder than anybody else to start attracting that kind of investment. So it's now's not the time for inter-Canadian municipal rivalry. Let's go off and really compete against New York, Boston, Chicago, all of those places. 
Fascinating. Really interesting to learn more about Toronto Global. It's this new agency mm -hmm. and the perspective that you're providing and, and the challenges that you, you're facing to attract interest to the region rather than to an individual city. This has been a pleasure. Thanks so much. No, it's been a pleasure as well. Thank you very much. Okay, that's great. Thank you.